0: Of the Habs Forum. once again, brought to you by SeatGiant.ca. Use the promo code THEHABSFORM with the spaces and everything and get 5% off your purchases on the best hockey
1: tickets money can buy. All in Canadian dollars too, which is great. And guys, don't for forget to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and drop a comment too of, what, uh, of any suggestions you guys might have for any future... Future, uh, Episodes? Episodes, well, future... Uh, well,
0: before you tell them to like and subscribe and to make comments, where should they make these comments?
1: Well, they can make them on Twitter. They can also... What's our Twitter handle? At the Habs Forum. There you go. Well, they can also drop the comment on whatever site they're listening to the podcast. Like on iTunes? Have you ever
0: used iTunes? Like, where are they going to leave a comment? (laughs) We get
1: a lot of our listeners on SoundCloud. That's true. You can put comments on SoundCloud. Put a comment on SoundCloud. Yes,
0: I check the SoundCloud messages once in a while. So, So you might get a response eventually. Best bet is to message us on Twitter where Dustin is on constantly. So, <laughs> on True. today's episode, uh, we're going to go through, it's been a while, we're going to go through the uh, five-game uh, home stretch that uh, since the the All-Star break, basically. 3-0-2, so great home stretch. Talk a little bit about the next three games on the road in Nashville, Tampa Bay, and Florida. Obviously, a couple exciting trades. Dutch Gretzky, back in Montreal. <laughs> and, uh, and another uh, s- smart trade. Both very, very good trade for the Canadians. Uh, and, uh, like we did last week, we're going to do a prospect segment. We did a poll for this. We did a poll this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's going to be Romanov and Brett Leeson. That's right. 2019 draft prospect, Brett Leeson. And we're going to end on a high note, what I'm sure everything is waiting. everyone is waiting for, who the new captain of the Rocket is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, let's get right to it. Like I said, it's been a while. We won't go through every game, game by game. But since the All-Star break, there's been five home games, and every single game, the Canadians got a point. A couple OT losses in there, but still, that's a solid stretch of six games. And when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, we weren't sure how good it was going to go, because they won a long time without playing because of the All-Star break. Start with back-to-back games against New Jersey and... Uh, and Edmonton, they easily could have won against New Jersey. It was a kind of a frustrating loss, I do remember. the great performance against Anaheim, who admittedly sucks. Great game against Winnipeg. And... Toronto, not what you want to see, but still a good game.
1: Yeah, yeah they still played a good game against Toronto. Yeah. I mean, you know. it's just
0: m- that much more frustrating <laughs> to lose in overtime against
1: them. Yes, <laughs> Def- yeah. always frustrating yeah. to lose to Toronto. But yeah, I mean, definitely a good stretch. I mean, they want to, you know, they they're trying to catch up to Toronto at this point. Well, Boston too, I guess. But unfortunately, I mean, as much as a Canadian or as well as the Canadians are doing. The Maple Leafs in Boston are doing just as well, if not better. So Yeah,
0: it seems like what it is. I mean, the, the last 10 right now for the Canadians, 7-1 and 2, obviously amazing. Then Boston, 5-2 and 3. Toronto, 6-3 and 1. So the Canadians a little bit better in their last 10. But, it's, but all the teams ahead of them, Tampa Bay, obviously, unattainable. So it's just a really,
1: really tough division this year. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be tough. I mean, well, Pasternak, it was uh, mentioned today that he's actually going to be out for like two weeks. So, uh, oh. he hurt his thumb in like a fundraiser or something. Are you serious? I didn't <laughs> see that. <laughs> but, uh, so I mean, that, that could be a I mean, obviously you don't want to see guys get injured, even if it is a brewing.
0: I mean, I think we can laugh at someone hurting his thumb at a fundraiser. I think that's <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that could potentially help the Canadians maybe catch up.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, we like, obviously we've talked about this a lot. Uh, we weren't, we didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs this year. And at this point, uh, they are seven points ahead of Carolina, who is the closest team out of the playoffs.
1: I, thought they, were gonna be, I thought they were going to oh, be fighting, oh, did, for fighting for a spot. I <laughs> did. You thought they were going to be fighting for a spot. Go back to you the first You thought they would episode. be fighting
0: for a spot. You did. You thought they would be like like just maybe one or two spots out of the playoffs, a couple no. points out of the playoffs.
1: No. I said on the last day of the season oh, okay. they, they would, is they would is be fighting for a spot. Is that yeah, what you Go said? back. Roll yeah, back no, yes, yes,
0: you said. But what I'm saying... Still, as of right now, they're seven points ahead of the yeah, playoffs. Obviously, so they're not in a that. fighting
1: spot right yeah. now. They're pretty comfortably then there. You said of. no one thought they were going to make the playoffs, which
0: I did. <laughs> well, I would argue that you, that was a dumb take, and you just got lucky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Anyway, um, well, yeah, I mean, definitely, there's seven points up, and I mean, I would suggest that, like, well, we were talking about this a little bit before before we um, we started recording that. Right now, if they do finish in the in the the top wild card spot, they'd be up against the Islanders, which I would say is would be a lot better option at least chances wise of playing against Toronto. Obviously, I mean it'd be awesome to play Toronto. It'd yeah. be exciting. It'd be fucking heart wrenching or whatever. I mean, it'd be a lot of stress but involved. But like I said
0: before, at the end of the day, regardless of where we fall in the standings, even if the Canadians were to like end the season ahead of Toronto, I think Toronto would still be. The favorites going into that series, so that I think we like think about those those series back in the day when the Canadians were eighth and the Bruins were first, beat the Bruins a few times in those situations. Those as stressful as those series work I mean, we hate Boston just as much as Toronto. At the end of the day, if they do, like you don't want to get crushed, obviously. But if it's if it's a good series and the pressure's all on Toronto, and then if they lose, if if That's the true. Canadians beat be Toronto, oh my It'd be god. Hilarious.
1: No, but it just it killed me to see them lose on Saturday. I, I can't imagine a, game, a whole playoff run. Twitter's going to explode. Twitter uh, will no, be explode. for sure.
0: And, and the worry is they do have a lot of skill there, and you, maybe, maybe their guys are going to step it up uh, come playoff time. And look, look at that overtime. I feel like I hadn't noticed John Tavares that much in that game, and then all of a sudden he just gets a puck in overtime. It's like, oh, yeah, John Tavares. Oh,
1: yeah, it's in the net.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, luckily there's
1: that. no three-on-three. In, That's true. In the playoffs, so I mean, for against most
0: teams, the Canadians are at an advantage. That's the thing. The Canadians' key to success this year is that they've been using their speed to their advantage, which is what has made them such an exciting team to watch. Toronto, unfortunately, one of the few teams that can match them with speed, probably.
1: Yeah, and I mean the the guys they had out there. I think they had like Deno and, and Lekkinen. Probably not the best match up there, but yeah. but anyway, whatever it is, what it is, they got a point out of it.
0: Uh, exactly and uh, some some highlights from uh from that stretch Kanyemi four goal streak the youngest player in the history of the NHL to so have a four goal streak and just getting better and better and better and better oh my god do i love this kid
1: i know it's a, like i've never like never been this excited about a Montreal Canadiens-wide prospect, I guess. No, because usually but, with a
0: prospect is like mm. like a Galchenyuk. I'm sure in his first year, like I remember there were flashes. Yeah. And then you think to yourself, oh, I can't wait for him to put it all together. He's going to be amazing. But like he's not producing insane numbers, K-K-Nyemi, but he's consistent in his performance. And it just gets better. And now he's turning into a goal scorer all of a sudden. I mean, he's only scored at home, which that's is true. interesting. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that... Could be a bad thing. I mean, is he bad on the road? What's going on there? Is it? Is he just get hyped up for home games? Is it just a coincidence? I mean,
1: I mean, all the things that you know people would would point to at the beginning of the year. Oh, he's too young. You know, he was drafted when he was yeah. seventeen years old. Obviously, it hasn't been a factor. No. He's too skinny. You know, he's too lanky to to play in the NHL. Obviously, yeah. it hasn't been a factor either. You know, is he going to be able to deal with the pressure? Obviously, he seems to be thriving under it more than anything. He seems to love playing for the Canadiens, and and also, I mean, the other thing is, he going to be able to keep up with the schedule. And like you said, I mean, the, the longer the season goes on, it seems like he's just getting better and better. It,
0: like if you just compare him from day one at, at the camp to today, it's it's like he. It, you would think that he's gone through three full NHL seasons worth of experience yeah. for him to have, have have gone through so much growth so quickly, and it's not like this. Kid was unanimous, like top three pick. A lot of people, there were rumors leading up to it that it would look like the Canadians were going to take him, but for a lot of people that was a reach. I mean, we all oh, have definitely. seen the clip of that woman. That <laughs> uh, I mean, she she <laughs> might have just it. not been the most knowledgeable about prospects, and had just never heard of Kotkunami, but like couldn't believe it. Like it was the worst pick of all time. Like we've seen that, seen that clip so many times and I'd love to actually talk to that person I wonder what <laughs> she thinks about it now
1: well I think a lot I mean a lot of fans I think felt that way and I know myself included I mean yeah it would, you know interesting to get a big center like that but. but if you
0: did any research you knew that there were rumors that that's who they were looking at like definitely oh
1: yeah for sure for sure but I mean like there was still still people that, you know, thought it would be a reach course, at that of point. Of course, of course. I mean, you know, looking at guy, other guys like Brady Kachuk and... Well, Zadina was the big name that a lot of people wanted. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Zadina looked like a great pick. Yeah. It like, looked like a slam yeah. dunk,
0: even. And Kutkaniemi's outscoring him in the NHL while he's yeah. playing in the NHL ah. right now, so... But, they, I mean, uh, short
1: sample size, but still. That's why, that's why we paid Trevor Timmons the big bucks. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly
0: <laughs> why we paid Trevor Timmons the big bucks. <laughs> so, there's Kutkaniemi, obviously, uh, like I just said. But also, Jonathan Drouin with... Eight points in three of those games. That's a crazy stretch of games. Put the team on his back against Winnipeg. I mean, nothing against Deneau also who put uh, four points up in that game. But let's be honest, the creator between those two is is Dewayne. and just I I like I love Devonte. Amazing skill and like he shows these flashes. I just really want him to do it consistently. Because he's he could, got all the skill in the world. Right,
1: yeah, if he could do that consistently, I mean, he's he'd be one of the best players in the NHL. Well,
0: it doesn't need to be eight points in three no, games. Well, no, of course not. But he not, he goes
1: not. stretches where he disappears. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what you what you don't want to see. But unfortunately, you know, he's one of those guys that that seems to be the reality. Hopefully, one day he's gonna, you know. I, I'd say put it together, but not necessarily put it all together. But you know, so hopefully one day he'll be able to get some sort of, of consistency to his game. And and if he ever does, I mean, he, he could be one of the best players in the NHL for sure.
0: Because at this point, he is still do, having a great season. I mean, it's inconsistent, sure. Still creates on his bad games, but but it just seems like he's not trying as hard. But at, at this point, he has 46 points in 56 games. Had forty six points in seventy seven games last year, so obviously having a great, great, great season. But it seems to come in bunches. I mean, wouldn't it be the first scorer who scores in bunches. No. So no, it, is, it, sure. it, it, it is what it is. But I mean, it seems ridiculous to harp on him right now because he, he's he's been on a tear lately. So that definitely another another plus for that stretch. And another interesting, and which is not specifically about this stretch, but I couldn't believe this when I saw this because he was out for a while. But Andrew Shaw. Has twenty four points in his last twenty six games.
1: That's a crazy stat. I mean, he just he does it all. like he, he he always has like a point or two every game. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it seems like you know, he's always you know, at least getting well, <laughs> getting in. Did he get
0: the first goal in his? First game back, if I'm not mistaken, like he tipped in a shot from. Uh, yeah, that's true. He yeah, did. Yeah. So I mean, it takes him take him no time to make a difference right away.
1: Yeah, with you know, I mean, with very little fanfare too. I mean, obviously, you know, he, he always takes a backseat to guys like Duguay, guys like Domi.
0: Well, that's the crazy thing because so many people with the, the trades that we're gonna get into soon, we're, were we're talking about the the line combinations, and I kept seeing Shaw be slated as a fourth line guy, and it's like, I get that we have other talent guys that need to get their chance, but. What Shaw has done this year, you can't put him on the fourth line when he's healthy.
1: No, for sure. What he's been able to do when given the chance, I mean, well, I mean, just just goes to show. Twenty four points in twenty six games. I mean, you definitely can't take him off the, uh, especially in the playoffs. I mean, this is exactly, exactly, and yeah, you know
0: he's going to step it up in the playoffs.
1: Exactly, he was, was traded like the Canadians went out and got him because yeah, exactly. he's a Playoff performance. Exactly.
0: He just needs to stay healthy at this point. So obviously, this seems
1: like it's going to be an
0: issue uh, going forward in his. Uh, in his career, but, I mean, because if you look at it right now, 24 points in 26 games, he has 26 points total on the season. So that means, before the that stretch of 26 games, he only had two points. And those two points, he probably, that was probably the stretch he was on the fourth line, basically. And we all remember, the beginning of the season, I was hating on Shaw. I couldn't. Yeah. He was getting penalties constantly. He was causing more problems on the fourth line than anything else. And it was to the point where he needed to be benched. Yeah, and now he's a difference maker on on. So he, it doesn't make sense to drop him down. I feel like it's he's a type of player where, in, in our minds, we see him as a oh perfect for the fourth line, but he he's more like a great complementary guy, next to two skill guys.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he opens up basically opens up the lanes for them. You know, he's yeah. he's a guy that's it's it's going to bring the energy all the time. I mean, you know that for sure. And I think he's perfect playing with two smaller, more skilled guys like Domi and uh, and Ruin so it's a perfect line and obviously it's working working really well right now so definitely no reason to to split them up at this point
0: exactly and it's not like it's a new it's never been like a 30 goal scorer but he's always been able to finish around it. even his time in chicago he would score on average if you're considering games played about 15 goals a year and even last year, ten goals in fifty one games, he averaged that up it was pretty close to, 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 to fifteen goals a year. That's that's the range he stays in. So I mean it's not a insane amount of goals, but that's still a player that's able to consistently put the puck in the back of the net when it matters most. I mean yeah, it's a he's a guy lo- when, loving the game he's when in.
1: he gets the when he gets the opportunity and he's getting the opportunity right now. He's he's a guy that can definitely contribute big well, time offensively. I was
0: worried when he got hurt because okay he got hurt, he's gonna come back was this just kind of a hot streak? but right away, like I said, he came back and immediately made an impact. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, for sure. And hopefully he can stay healthy, I mean, especially with the concussion issues that he's had in the past. I mean, definitely not something that you want to see, but I mean.
0: But you know that's never going to slow him down. You know? No, he's no, never gonna It's not like, uh, I don't know if uh, our uh, younger listeners remember Richard Zennick, but uh, was never the same player after he got knocked out by Kyle McLaren. Uh, that's true.
1: Well, that was yeah, that was pretty brutal. That yeah. was a brutal one. But. <laughs> but yeah,
0: you get you, some players that uh, have uh, it's those uh, concussion issues. I mean, and I understand it. They they they, they kind of have. They feel like they need to change their game, protect their bodies, which is once again totally fair. Andrew Shaw seems like the type of guy that you're gonna have to scrape him off the ice. No, definitely. You know? But so,
1: but I mean, at this point, I mean, like you you you'd have to think like one or two more concussions. Yeah, yeah, it could be the end.
0: But that that wasn't the last injury, was it? It was, it was a neck injury, wasn't it? But uh, yeah it, it might good. might not have yeah.
1: been but uh, he's had one this year yeah, unless yeah. I'm unless I'm really mistaken
0: but uh, but yeah hopefully it doesn't happen again uh, obviously so uh, for the time being he's back he's healthy the, the, the whole team's getting healthy now so it was, it's uh, it's starting to look uh, really good but uh, moving forward we're going actually on a pretty tough short little road trip Nashville and Tampa Bay are the next two games two very tough opponents
1: yeah definitely I mean well the the those two games and the last two games that we just played—I mean, playing against Winnipeg and Toronto—they were at home, but we knew it was going to be a tough four-game stretch. So yeah. far, they've—they've they've got three points in four games. Uh, Nashville's—they've been on a bit of a down, on a bit of a slide lately. So, uh,
0: they're—they're five-four and one in the last ten. So, I
1: mean, definitely not up to their standards. But uh, yeah, I think they lost like their last two games though. Um, but and then I mean. You know, Tampa Bay is going to be a tough tough game all the time. Of course.
0: Tampa Bay, probably the best team in the league so far uh, this year. Uh, I would say, I mean, points-wise, it definitely are And they're they're just so consistently, and they're deep. They have to be the the cup favorites at this point. And Nashville, I was at the Nashville game the last time they were in Montreal, and they got a couple early goals, and they just shut the Canadians down completely. It it was one of the most boring games of the year, probably, (laughs) because they were so good defensively. Yeah. And it's it, it, the same thing can't happen. It has to be more. They, they they can't go down early to that type of team because it's so hard to to produce offense yeah. afterwards.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be two tough tests. I mean, it's going to be two good tests. Going, you know, we're getting to the getting to the last uh, last sort of stretch here before the playoffs. So it's going to be two good uh, two good tests.
0: And after that, uh, Tampa Bay next day in Florida. I mean, it's never easy to do a home and home. Uh, uh, not a home-and-home uh, to do back-to-back games but I mean you're in Florida it's not so bad <coughs> especially this time of the year it's uh, pretty much a snowstorm True. right now <laughs> yeah. and Florida has been kind of very below average so far this year they're near the bottom of the East uh, only fourth the last I mean Canadians did lose in New Jersey recently who are below them but still definitely a beatable team in Florida so that, that's the game you want to win can you be able to get uh three points out of, out, of, out of these next three games at the very it's a tough sh- tough stretch with Nashville Tampa Bay and Florida but the way they've been playing I don't see why they can't even get two wins
1: yeah no exactly I'd love to see them get two wins I mean uh, Florida should be a win and then hopefully get at least one or two. You know, one of one yeah, of the two from exactly. uh, from either Nashville or Tampa.
0: I mean, I'd love to see a great performance against Nashville because the last game they they did they, kind of embarrass them a little bit. So you you do hope that the players would remember that, and it, it, we do have that attitude on the team. A lot of players were talking about how uh, how angry they were with the end of the Toronto game. You you yeah. saw shots at the bench. You actually you saw you saw Dubois shake his head and yeah. be being bothered by that. I wonder he maybe he was bothered that he wasn't out <laughs> out there. It could in be. overtime, with all the space, given how good he's been doing, but uh, that's what you want yeah, to see. That's what I you mean, want to see yeah, for sure, for yeah.
1: sure. Especially again, like uh, getting getting closer and closer to the playoff stretch here. So definitely, I mean, that's what you want to see: guys competing, guys. You know, when we do lose, that they're mad.
0: Exactly, and I mean, I would say that the one issue has been uh, this recently has just been addressed. It was the fourth line. It seemed like every game, the fourth line was letting in a bad goal. Uh, there was there was something happening that just it it was just it was just a bad look. And Claude Julien in press conferences, he had answered some questions where he kind of made it very obvious he wanted help on the fourth line, uh, almost to the point of of calling out his uh, his GM Marc Bergevin. I mean, just looking at the game against Toronto, the fourth line is minus two, Delary, uh Chaput, and uh, Pekka... All minus two, obviously didn't
1: produce any offense. Yeah, it had been an issue for for a while. I mean, like exactly. you said, but I mean, it was definitely glaring on, on Saturday. The Canadians jumped out to a, to a one nothing lead, yeah. and then two shifts in a row, they I think they played about a minute, and they got scored on twice. Yeah, so, so that's that's not what you want to see. But
0: the GM responded.
1: Yeah, I mean, and your fourth line is now, you know, probably not, I mean, especially with the guys that we got, they're not necessarily going to score a lot of goals, but, I mean, they can't but, be getting scored. No, on but like exactly, they got to be
0: responsible defensively, you know? which is why, you're not letting me do my segue here, <laughs> the GM <laughs> responded correctly by doing these two really solid trades for what the reality of the Montreal Canadiens is this year. This is the type of moves I want. I wanted, wanted to see him do. First of all, goes and gets Dale Weiss and... Uh, you said it. Cause I've been calling him Christian <laughs> Folin, but apparently he's not French Canadian. It's Christian Folin. <laughs> Christian Folin from Sweden. From Sweden. <laughs> from Sweden. Uh, so Christian Folin, don't know that much about him, but we needed some depth on uh, on the on the right side, yeah. uh, on the lower end. So be interested to see how he does. I have mean, heard heard some good things. I mean, he's not offensively uh, minded, but might be a good uh, big body to have on the back end. But Dale Weiss, he is back. Is there a better fourth liner out there in the world? <laughs> oh, probably I, mean, I don't know <laughs> I mean, do you remember know. Dutch Gretzky, how amazing he, he was, is for he, the canadians definitely
1: i mean he obviously has a great history with canadians he he was he was and it still is obviously a fan for, favorite yeah, of the canadians yeah definitely the,
0: the 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 hype around a fourth liner coming back to montreal i never yeah. i don't remember ever seeing something no, like that it. pretty
1: it's pretty crazy yeah. but i mean Anytime, I mean, you can say what you want about about his contract and the fact that Benjamin is going out and getting fourth liners again, and I mean, a lot of people have said it on Twitter and, and even guys on RDS. I think uh, Gaston Terrien was saying it the other day, and uh, Mike Bossy and Yvon Pedneau on TV Sport were, uh, were were mentioning that. Oh, you know, I mean, uh, looks familiar. He's doing the same thing that he did when they went out and got Ott, uh, Ott Martinson and uh, and King. Two or three years ago, but these but, I mean, are much better is.
0: acquisitions than these guys. First of all,
1: exactly. I mean, at that like when they went out and got guys like, uh, first of all, Ott was actually really good with the Canadian. Well, really good. I mean, he was pretty, he was pretty solid with the Canadians. King and Martinson obviously were not. And I mean, it was it was one thing when they were getting rid of like I mean, they traded King Andrew was Mano. surprisingly
0: terrible. <laughs> he, was, he was like
1: whoever <laughs> scouted him, <laughs> the professional scout that looked at him, be like, yeah, yeah you should go get him. That. It was like. They Clear that he shouldn't be again. in the NHL yeah. anymore. And they move Andrew Guetta, who always had some offensive potential, to get Martinson, who had zero potential. And, I mean, just bigger guys. And they were so, sort of, like, at that point, giving up on some of their young, youth, fast guys yeah. to bring in, like, old well, store guys. The,
0: the rumor is, is that this was all Claude Jorginhoff was pushing for this, that he needed his, like, mm.
1: big hitters on the fourth line. Yeah, but, I mean, like, this, what they did here, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, it's fourth liners again, but it's significant, maybe not significant, but definitely upgrades on what they had.
0: I mean, say what you will, because I, I saw a tweet before the trades happened where someone was saying about it, how ironic it was that so many fans were asking for help on the fourth line after the Toronto game, because all the fans have been, had been complaining about in the past is the Canadians making moves for fourth line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there is any fan who's paying attention this year. Knows that the Canadians needed help on the fourth
1: line. Definitely. Absolutely. It's I mean, Wies, I mean, any time that you can bring in a guy that's this excited... Oh, my God. To play I mean, for the city. I'm just for city. happy for him. Like, just exactly. in general. Like... I mean, sure, he doesn't have the best contract, but I mean... Who cares? The Canadians have so much cap space, they don't no, know what true. to do with it. And he's only got a couple of years, like, the next year Shlanko. after this year, so... I mean, getting exactly. rid of Schlenko, too. Exactly. I mean... Everyone in this trade, basically both teams and all the players, except for maybe Byron Fraze, because he apparently was pretty upset to leave Laval. But I mean, everybody everybody wins here. That's a hilarious sentence. Well, he was a captain. He, I mean, was he was a captain. Upset to leave Laval. He was apparently. Pretty I like going cool. to Rocket Games, but I love leaving Laval. It's just, get <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> But I mean, definitely a great trade for for Weiss. I mean, obviously. I mean, look is, is look sad. look at this
0: quote from uh, Eric Engels. Uh, On on changing stalls, Dale Weiss says, I could be in the bathroom in this rink and I'd be happy to be here. I mean, and that's just one of many comments he's made. He's just ecstatic to be back. And we know that what you want from your fourth line guys is someone who's going to go balls to the wall. And he is going to go balls to the wall. I I mean, I just hope that his legs can keep up with him. I mean, it's been three years those types of players don't generally always have long... I mean, I'm not expecting... Like, the last season in Montreal had 14 goals, 12 assists in 56 games. I'm not ex- expecting that type of production. But if he could just be a reliable guy in the fourth line that just works hard and doesn't get scored on twice in a minute, I'll be happy. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's definitely definitely a big improvement of over some of the guys they have now. I mean, like Shepard and even Agostino. Peck, I don't think he's in the right spot in the fourth line. I think I still think he's better than DeLore as well. So Weeze is a very good fourth liner. And you know. And he he's a playoff performer too. I mean, he had some good runs in the playoffs with the Canadians. So super excited to have him. Super excited to get rid of Schlemko. And Christian Fallin, I think, is exactly what we needed. You know, especially with Juleson being hurt. Now we only have two Right handed, or we only had two right handed defensemen, both obviously Weber and Petrie. Even in Laval, there was no right handed defenseman. The only ones in Laval right now are uh, Maxime Lamarche, who doesn't have a contract with Canadiens, and Brett Lernout, who I certainly wouldn't trust in the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, he's not obviously not going to be a difference maker, but he's definitely going to be. A good depth guy. He's a guy that can be very physical. He's big and physical. Yeah. So, I mean, he's... You know. And depth
0: on defense is essential. <laughs> I mean, it's boring to talk about depth, but especially come playoff time, you need to have that depth, especially on defense. Because a couple key injuries, and then you're screwed. Because yeah. it's, it's not like, like a fourth line on, on offense. You, you can bury that a bit more. But your defensemen, they're, they're, most of them are going to see the eyes during the game. I mean, you got a guy like Shea Weber playing a lot of minutes, but still, you need your, your 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 players and everyone on the defensive court to be at least
1: okay. Yeah, definitely, yeah, and I, I think he's exactly what the Canadiens needed. He's you know sort of seems like a throw-in in this trade, but I mean, well, he's, he's I don't a great know if he's up. exactly what
0: the Canadians needed.
1: I think exactly what the Canadians needed was a fourth-line center who wins face-offs. <laughs> that's true, and that's what they got at Nate <laughs> that's Thompson. What they got a few days later, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that, another great trade. Yeah, oh, and, I, I mean, mean, basically for free. I mean, who cares? Yeah, I mean, you're moving down like what? I mean, you're giving up. Uh, they gave up Calgary's fourth, fourth, um, fourth round pick, and we got Arizona's fifth round pick. Yeah. so you're moving down like maybe like ten spots, basically. Exactly.
0: In a situation like that, the Canadians might end up taking the same guy that would have taken it regardless. Oh, exactly. Because at that point, you know, everyone's rankings are are different and all that. So, fantastic trade. And just looking at uh, Nate Thompson's stats here, as far as specifically faceoffs, and he takes a lot. It's not like he's got high faceoff percentage and doesn't take a lot of draws. He's over fifty percent by quite a bit every year 53.1 this year 56.4 last year 53.1 the year before i mean this is exactly what the canadians need on the fourth line and we talked about how shepard
1: was doing okay at face-offs a few weeks ago but he fell off and he fell off hard yeah he started off really good yeah yeah and and he wasn't the best penalty killer either i mean this is all things you're going to get from thompson and that's exactly what you need from a fourth line center exactly we've been saying this for weeks now i mean a guy that's going to be you know Good in the face-off circle, a guy that can kill penalties, a guy that's going to be, you know, has has energy. He doesn't have the best speed, obviously. You know, he's a little bit older, but a, you know, by all accounts, a great teammate as well. Yeah. So I mean, great trade. Can't say enough about it.
0: There was, a, I don't know if you saw this. There's an interesting uh, Instagram uh, interaction between Foleen and Thompson actually, where uh, Thompson posted. Uh, like, thinking, I think, the LA Kings organization, and then Foleen, I guess they know each other, so see you soon, bud. And then Peter Budai said, Say hi to Carrie Price for me. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> so uh, and he said, Say hi to Carrie Price for me, and also. Uh, something about how it's the most amazing one of the most amazing buildings to play in oh, that's so that's pretty cool uh, yeah yeah you love seeing that uh, too cool. i mean it's got to be exciting to be getting out of la right now it's not oh, a definitely, great place
1: definitely. to be so and i mean um, and another thing about uh, thompson actually i mean he was actually a plus on i mean la has been terrible this yeah, year true. he's i think it was like one of three fours that there that, that was a positive that had a a plus, plus minus. And I mean, obviously, that stat stat doesn't count for everything. No, yeah, But, yeah. you know. Well,
0: that's true. Wow, there. Jake Buzzen was another, he was plus 10 on the team. One of the few pluses. But, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of minuses. I, I've always, I've never been a big fan of the plus minus stat either, but I've always said you can look <laughs> at within the team, I think yeah, it says. Yeah, more. within the same team. It, within the league, I think it's kind of a useless stat. Uh, he, it's just whatever team's doing well that year like all their players it like, doesn't mean much to be number one in the NHL but within the team if the whole team is in minus and you're in the plus <laughs> I mean there's there's guys that are way low in the in the minus <laughs> I mean, Ilya Kovacek is minus17 um it definitely says something it says I mean, something you can't say something especially a guy like Nate Thompson where I'm sure he gets put in some situations Where he's going against, you would think he's going against some strong players. I mean, I'm sure he's not playing that many minutes. He's still a fourth line guy, even even in LA. But I mean, it's great. It's perfect. It's much better than Chaput and and uh, Agostino, which I didn't mind what he did with the Canadians. But I'd rather have Weese and 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 Thompson there for sure.
1: Yep. So I mean, uh, now I mean with the the practice lines today on the fourth line, I mean they had Thompson centering Weiss and DeLaurier. I know Deloriere is not your favorite. So would you rather see?
0: you don't wear Pekka there instead of him.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't like Pekka. is the one that I hate the most. <laughs> he's, he's not a fourth-line guy. He's so bad. Uh, he, he Hopefully he's going to be in Hamilton, or not Hamilton, but Laval next year. I don't think he, he, he has a spot in the NHL. DeLore is a good guy. DeLore is the kind of guy that I don't want him playing every game. He's what the this season started, you, like you were pretty having. high on DeLoree. He was great last season. Yeah. I mean, he was maybe the the best player on the canadians last season. Well, like the most surprising basically. yeah, you yeah, know, the yeah. biggest positive you yeah. could say. But um yeah, yeah, the biggest
0: positive on the worst team and yeah, and well, like yes. one of the worst teams in canadians But he's yeah. a good
1: guy to he you know, you you like to have that kind of guy on your team especially going into the playoffs. If the canadians put him on waivers, he'd be picked up right away. He could, I'm sure the canadians he get some like a fourth four, or four, fifth four, round for glory, definitely. Absolutely. But uh, he's a good guy to have. Yeah, I don't mind I like having him on the fourth
0: because now, because I think Delory is an issue on the fourth line when your other fourth line guys are Chapu and Agostino. When you have Thompson and Weis next to him, I think he can very much get the job done. I'm 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 very I'm willing to see him see what he can do. Houdon's on a fourth-line guy. Udon's, yeah, that's the
1: thing with Houdon. I think
0: Houdon yeah. might get a chance somewhere else. At the end of the day, he's going to be one of those AHL guys that scores a lot in the AHL but yeah. can't really cut it in the NHL. That's what it's looking like.
1: Yeah, I uh, think he, maybe Houdon will get traded you know, maybe at the deadline if you can move him for like a, like a young fourth-line kind of guy, like maybe even like a young fourth-line center.
0: Well, actually, I do see here that uh, Pierre Lebrun is saying that Charlie is worth watching. So, I mean, he apparently is in talks maybe. I'm move, sure he's going to so. get traded. You're sure? sure I'm sure he's going to get traded for for just for picks or for some help
1: somewhere else. I mean, I think you could definitely get a pick for him. I mean, apparently the Canadians—that's what sort of they were looking for, like a mid-round pick. Because at at this point,
0: I feel like we're covered when it comes to our depth guys. We don't really need more fourth line line guys. We don't need really more depth on defense that much. We still have Willet, and
1: if you trade, you don't. I think you you can maybe make the argument. You could maybe use, like, another fourth-line guy, like a fourth-line center. Maybe. Hopefully a guy that may be there for, like, a few seasons. Or maybe even, like, another depth defenseman, Yeah, potentially. But, I mean, obviously you're not going to get anything great for him either. I mean, yeah, n- you're, n- No, no. <clears throat> like,
0: sometimes fans, when they're making their uh, their offers online, it's like, okay, the other teams have scouts and they can see him play too. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: you're, you're moving a depth guy and you don't, and you're going to get a depth guy, you know. Maybe a young guy kind of like him that's like 20, 23, 24 years old. But, like, the depth right
0: now, because, I mean, there's, there can always be injuries. But you, okay, looking at the lines that I practiced uh, today, first line, Dwayne, Daniel Gallagher. Second line, Tatar, Domi, Shaw. Then the finish line, Leganen, Kitkenyemi, Armia, Deleuye, Thompson, Weiss. And Byron's injured. Yeah. So the depth is already there <laughs> right now. Because like if Byron was in the lineup right now, yeah, that that's why fans are putting Shaw on the fourth line. But it's like Shaw has been doing so well. How do you put him on the fourth line? And Armia lately has been doing really well. You, are you gonna push him down? Like yeah. who who are you pushing? There's there's a lot of depth on this team right now. Well, I would like, argue we have if Byron's healthy, we have <clears throat> ten top nine guys.
1: Well, there was there was uh, some talk today actually, and I think Julien even brought it up that. You know, if if this were to if if things continue with the way they're going, the Lekkinen could be potentially the guy that finds himself on the fourth line, sort of like in a Hugdahl situation where he's not really a fourth line guy, but uh, you know he's sort of he hasn't really done. Much. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Yeah, if you're that's not producing, Lekkinen Le- 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 is, is, is he's kind of disappointing. He looks like he should be producing more, but he's just not.
1: He Should be. I know. I I love Lekkinen, but I mean, you know, he's it's it's just not happening for him. So we'll see. And I think, you know, maybe he has some trade value too. And See, like, that that rumor, I mean,
0: th- that maybe wasn't necessarily the best player, but the Aldi Mata for Lekanen rumor, that's that the type sense. of trade that makes sense to me. You yeah, move definitely. you move a guy like Lekanen to get a similar kind of level guy yeah. on defense. But well, I, I think
1: that's player. what's going to happen with Hudon. I mean, obviously they're not on the same level as yeah, Lekanen and course, Mata, but yeah. it's going to be the same sort of thing. Uh, what I would love to see is see the Canadians go do is go get Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah, you that mentioned that be before.
0: What, what's what about what makes you think he's available? Or?
1: Well, I think I mean he is obviously not meeting expectations. They just fired uh, Chiarelli, yeah. so I mean, you know, it's not like he drafted him. He's you know he's not going to let a, let go of the, the fourth overall pick that he drafted. The guy's in the position now. I don't know who their GM is now, to be honest with you, but whoever it is didn't draft him. So that's true. You it? know, he's not he's not going to be clinging on to him. I think it's probably just, like, a temporary... Interim game. guy, yeah. yeah. But Keith Gretzky. Interesting. <laughs> is he related? I is? think, yeah, I think yeah, it's he his is. Brother, actually. Yeah,
0: he is. Well, the, it, the first one, Keith Gretzky, and the first person related to him is brother, Brent Gretzky. Are you serious? Brent <laughs> <Really? laughs> <laughs> Gretzky's, like, the fifth guy on the list, anyways.
1: <laughs> but someone, I think it was Gord Miller that had mentioned, like, he... His quote was something like, "I know, you know, I know exactly what happened at Edmonton, and basically, this kid came in at 18 years old, not speaking a word of English, and they didn't have any any Finnish players on the team. But basically, you're putting him in a terrible Interesting. position. Exactly. We have some uh, pretty <laughs> do good Finnish play. players on the team. But we do have some good Finnish <laughs> players. So I think it would be a great fit, and I think he could really bounce back. He
0: is at that point. He's in year three. Uh, in the NHL, he is at that point where teams often you'll see them give up on these players. Yeah. They think they saw everything they have to see.
1: Yeah, they Edmonton needs some cap space too. So I mean, they have a lot of bad contracts. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Pui
0: Oh, but you, are you saying we take on a bad contract? Exactly. Oh, interesting definitely
1: not Lucic. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, there's some guys God. that t- they one of some... our friends was talking about taking on Lucic. No, I'll never do punch that. Him. But there there's some really bad. They have some some defensemen that have really bad contracts. Even Ryan Spooner has a really bad contract. That could be a good option. Um, they have two goalies that they're paying quite a bit of money now too. So I mean, you know, potentially some sort of you know move where we're taking one of those sh- bad contracts. Yeah. Uh, even even if it's if it's a couple years, I mean. Yeah. Who, who cares really? So much cap like, room. to exactly, get some ball. exactly to get pull, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Plus you move a guy like you can move like Leckin and i I'm sure they they wouldn't mind getting getting their hands on Leckin and he you. Definitely be a, a step up from a lot of the guys they have now. Luckin' is the type of guy
0: too. They they <laughs> might think if they put him next to Connor McDavid, he'll be able to, which he might also be able yeah. to to produce. A, I'm just taking a look at their cap friendly page here on their their bad. I mean, obviously Luci is the one that, that that stands out the most. Then yeah, on defense is where you're finding finding more of them. Oh, they have yeah. Sekra, He's on long term. Uh, yeah, but he's IR. he's supposed
1: to come back, so they're sort is of he? in like a in a bad position right now. So I mean, I think there's he's definitely kind of a, interesting
0: having a he
1: used to be not bad. The Canadians have the cap space. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll see. I, I think there's uh, definitely a trade that could that could happen there. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully Bergevin is going to get on the phone with him and then uh, see if they can bang out a deal. Bang out a deal. Bang out a deal.
0: Out. I mean, he's been wheeling and dealing so far and making all the right. I've, I, Bergevin's year and a half has been. Phenomenal, and there, there's, there's been a lot of things that you could say about him uh, before, but uh, and I, I trust him right now. He he seems to have a plan and he's sticking to it. So, even, at the end of the day, even if they don't make another move, I'm, I'm still happy with where the Canadians oh, yeah, are right now. But there are moves to be out there if he goes and gets a Puyarvi guy like that, that would be fantastic. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll have another episode before uh. Before the uh, the trade deadline happens. So maybe we'll have more trades to talk about. Or maybe there will be more rumors pop up. But in the meantime. Let's move on to our prospect chat. So do you want to start with uh, Romanov or Brett Leeson?
1: Yeah, we can start with Romanov. So obviously the Canadian second rounder in 2018. I don't think uh, he needs any introduction with the with the year that he's having. And obviously when the Canadians drafted him. A lot of people thought he was going to be a reach. Including myself. It was a guy that um, a lot of... The, I think people knew the Canadians were were, were interested in him because I'm I, I remember reading reading some articles on him just a few days before the draft looked like maybe he could be a fourth or a fifth round pick. But obviously, I mean if they, you know, just a few months later, if the draft were to if we were to redraft the draft he would definitely be a guy in the first round. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Definitely man. having a great year. I mean, in the KHL, the space of the second best league in in the world behind yeah. the NHL. He finally got his first goal in the KHL. Finally got a, his first career goal a couple of weeks, two or three weeks ago, I think. Still having a great year. I mean, he doesn't hasn't appeared to slow down whatsoever. I mean,
0: and it sounds like apparently the, like the Russian national team, like in Russia, they really really <laughs> love him, and that's where they he's getting a lot of. Attention! Obviously, he did amazingly at the at the World Junior for the Russians. I mean, the only worry at this point is that the Russians like him too much. Yeah, that's and, the, and they're that's gonna the, want to hold like, on to. And it. I mean,
1: he's playing, you know, with with like basically his childhood team, you know, uh, Dynamo or uh, CSK in Moscow. He's playing, you know, basically for like the kind of like the Canadians of, of basically the K the KHL. I mean, the thing that I love the most about Romanov was that you know he's so responsible defensively. Never gets caught out of position when he plays for CSK in Moscow. You know he's he knows you know that he has to play careful, so you never really get to see any offensive potential from him. But then when he played at the World Juniors, he yeah. showed exactly what he can do, which
0: shows that he can adapt his game exactly. to the situation he's put in at yeah. 19 years old. Because like let's not forget in the KHL, okay, some people will, will look at his one goal, two assists in the KHL and freak out and like like well, why is everyone talking about him? He can't. But he's playing with men here. It's not like the other. It's not like a Nick Suzuki. Nothing against Nick Suzuki, but. At this point, he's playing against players that are a couple of years younger than him. For a lot of them, he he's kind of becoming one of the like he's a veteran in, in junior hockey, which is why you expect him to put on points like that. But Romanov, like you said, second best league in the world probably, and he's he he seems to be very reliable. They put him in those situations, and they 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 love him over there. And that's like obviously we're not watching KHL games every single day, but just from what we're hearing for Romanov, it's it's looking good.
1: Yeah, you see a lot of highlight. I mean, highlights basically every game. I mean, uh, you know, people are posting highlights of a great play that he made. Yeah. But I mean, I th- I saw most of, if not all, the games that he played at the World Juniors, and I mean, it was just amazing, amazing what he was able to do. And again, like I said, or like we said, he can do it both. He yeah, can, exactly. He can be that. He can show that offense that he that he can that he can put up and at the same time he can also be responsible defensively and play that game too so he can do both. So what's the situation here Are, is it going to be another year in the KHL next year or is he at some point going to
0: come play in the AHL?
1: Yeah, I, I think he still has like another 2 years at least on his deal. Yeah, but that doesn't, the KHL. doesn't mean anything, right? Like I think it does mean a little bit more when it's the KHL. I think it that makes it a little bit more complicated. But yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it's hard to say with with a guy that's in the KHL when's he going to want to come over? Is, is he gonna want to come over yeah. you know maybe he's happy playing with 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 CSKA Moscow um, so it's gonna be tough to say but you know we'll keep uh, keep an eye on his progression so far it's looking great
0: uh let me just see here I'm just reading up a little bit on this KHL situation it's always a little bit more oh I see K- that the agreement is specifically for first rounders
1: well that sucks yeah <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's obviously gonna make it make it a little bit more complicated, but hopefully, whenever his contract is up, yeah, yeah it, it, it's not a bad thing anyway. he's playing in the KHL, I mean, honestly, it's better than the AHL anyway. So, so he's he's in a good spot now. He's yeah, getting... no, uh,
0: yeah, no, yeah, for sure, for sure. It the, the, the only reason I would want him out of the KHL is for him to not get too comfortable there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Basically, like if, if you're telling me that he'll he'll play out his contract and then for sure come to the Canadians, take your time, keep growing there. Yeah. Not a problem at all. It's just the the idea that, because we've seen those stories, but I mean, at the end of the day, the best Russians in the world play in the NHL.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Even so, Radulov I mean, came back eventually. Yeah, eventually, I'm sure, you know, he's going to find his way yeah. over here, but yeah, it, might, it might be longer than, uh, than we'd like to. Well, uh, and then, like then when make. he
0: gets here, he might make an em- immediate impact, so...
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Which, which is yeah.
0: not, not not a bad thing either. So still still really, really exciting, but temporary expectations. The the only way he's coming here any, any sooner would be – there's no way. Really. He would have to basically balk on his contract, and I don't think that the NHL wants to mess around too much with the KHL at this point either. No, no, for sure. So uh, you will not be seeing him uh, in the Canadians uh, lineup next year, but still. Hopefully in the near future. Near future, exactly. I mean, most prospects take a couple of years to progress anyways. And uh, so then, moving on to Brett Leeson. So uh, for those who don't know, Brett Leeson not a current prospect of the Montreal Canadiens. We were just doing this thing where we're looking at potential future draft picks Of the Canadiens, guys that have that are in the range of where the Canadiens might be picking. Uh, now, this was a result of a poll, right? Yeah, the- that's the- right. So
1: yeah, so I put four names out there. I don't remember exactly who they were. Uh, Brett Leeson was not one of <laughs> the one that I would have chose, but anyway, Brett Leeson. Uh, I mean, he is an exciting prospect. He's he's a guy that's put up ridiculous points this season. If we take a look at uh, just hockey hockey DB right now, he's played forty five games, thirty three goals, forty five assists, seventy eight points. So he's having a ridiculous season. The thing about Brett Leeson is, however, he's been he hasn't been he's been in the draft two years and he hasn't been selected yet. Yeah, that's why that's so, what stood out to me right away. He's
0: nineteen years old.
1: So I mean that's the thing. He's his his draft year and even last year he didn't play very. I mean he really didn't have that great of stats in his draft year two years ago. He had 18 points in 68 games. Now he's an
0: overager basically. Yeah,
1: even was well, no next year he would be an overager, oh. but even last year when he was you know 19 or 18 and then turning 19 he had 32 points. So obviously not really what you want to see. I mean the thing about Leeson too is that he's so, he's so big. He's a big power forward. He's six foot four. Big boy. Over two hundred pounds. He's he's a he's a real big boy. And I mean that, that could be a reason why he's dominating so much, you know, dominating younger players. See you know, he he is that power forward. He does have an amazing shot. His skating's not great though. That's that for that's me is a pretty big so, red flag. How often do you see that? Like i I'm assuming he's still expected to be Tanner Pearson <laughs> you... is the only other guy that's ever been drafted. Passed up in two rounds and been drafted in the first round so not a, not a bad player 10 P yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. I think you know I, I def I'm not I don't know if I was a Canadian I'd be looking at other guys to be honest with you I think he's the kind well, of well as pick. long as you're being honest <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think he's the kind of guy or maybe in the second round I think he's the kind of guy that you know he'll probably go to the end of the first round a team that has like two picks Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're willing to take a risk <laughs> exactly what
0: if this guy was just a guy that blossomed late you never know yeah. So and, uh, interesting. I, I I clearly made very little research uh, <laughs> on, a, on this. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got
1: some raw potential, but yeah, I think his skating at the end of the day for me is a, is a huge red flag. The fact that he's been passed over in two drafts and didn't really do anything. And it wasn't like he was injured or something, and that's no, why he didn't get drafted. No, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't have uh, have too high of hope for him. Definitely, a, a lot of people you know would love the Canadians to draft him, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't be my pick. That's for sure.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what at the end of the day. Even if he's not your pick, if he's Trevor Timmons' pick, we'll see. <laughs> I, I trust him. Doesn't sound like the type of guy that Trevor Timmons would go get. Uh, sounds like a type of guy that uh, if he had that potential, he would have noticed it beforehand. He is
1: playing actually with uh, he plays with Cole Fonstad with with the Prince Albert Raiders, who is. Uh, Canadian draft pick fifth round pick last year so well, well, there you go <laughs> I'm sure uh, Trevor Timmons gets uh, seeing a lot of Brett Leeson watching uh, watching Fonstad and uh, I mean that doesn't sound too exciting
0: honestly <laughs> <laughs> I mean 19 year old like we just talked about like if he is a big guy too I mean he's 6'4 it says 199 on IQDB like I don't know how often they update the weights on there but I mean, it's obvious he's going he's gonna to dominate. So, yeah, that, that doesn't make a lot of... You never know. I mean, it, like I said... If, yeah, he uh, was with the World Juniors. Yeah, I mean, he did, he did okay, have yeah. he,
1: he did, but he, a lot of the time, I think he put up most of those points against lesser competition. So, again, I don't think he's got the speed, really, to play in the NHL. He's got a really good shot, but I think he'll be a really good AHL.
0: All right.
1: Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe next week
0: uh, the the pool will go for a player you actually like. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and now the moment we've all been waiting for: the new captain of the Laval Rocket, Xavier
1: Ouellette, Obviously, a bit of a. Win. I mean, it's very. I mean, he's had he's played pretty decent with the. So uh,
0: were there not rumors it was going to be Xavier Delisle?
1: Alex Belzil. Uh, wait, who's <laughs> Xavier Delisle? That was the like, guy. Yeah, like I think he died like ten years ago. Oh, yeah, the Canadian's draft pick that died a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. But it's, um, uh, yeah, I thought it was Bellzil. Like, yeah, I, I'd seen people like close to the Rocket They were posting that they thought it was going to be Bellzil, so I just assumed that it was. But um yeah, I mean, well, that's, which
0: would make more sense because Willett could be back with the Canadians any second. And one injury. Well, that's
1: that's the thing. I mean, Bellzil, yeah, he's he doesn't have a have a contract for next year, but definitely he should be back with the Rocket next year. Willett also doesn't have a contract for next year, but I mean. Yeah, you'd think probably coming up in the playoffs, I mean, they could very easily call it up. So it seems like a bit of a weird... uh, I mean, he has been doing well. He has uh, been. And the the Rocket, I mean,
0: he's been the bright spot. It's probably because he is a fringe NHLer. Like, on a lot of teams, he'd probably be playing right now, you know, so...
1: Yeah, so... Uh, the Rocket, uh... Rocket, unfortunately, I mean, they've uh, fallen way out of the playoff race now. They're 12 points out of uh, the fourth and final spot with Utica. Um... A uh, so, bit of a disappointing season. Yeah. Like we were
0: excited going in with uh, George I mean, All coming in.
1: Like the Canadians, they've lost so many players on waivers. I mean, they've lost Sherback. They've lost uh, De La Rose. True. They've lost now. They just lost Agostino. That's true. I mean, a lot of guys that you know they yeah, have been called I have up. All those guys just the, never. The, yeah, it's you know, They never got replaced. So I mean, they yeah they they've sort of been in a tough position. I mean, they lost a lot of their good players as well. Like Lindgren was hurt for a good portion of the season. Gustav Olufsen was, and Kulak, they're two basically their best defensemen. They lost them early in the season as well. Um, yeah, so I mean. Although, hopefully, hopefully,
0: Nick Suzuki's there next year to tear it up. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: there could be a lot of lot of good prospects coming in next year, like like Brooke, like Suzuki, like all uh, um, Jacob Olufsen potentially, even uh, Walford, Tiska. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see, maybe even Palin. That would be awesome. But. Um, yeah, well, actually, speaking of prospects, I mean, a lot of a lot of Canadians prospects have looked pretty good the last week. Cole Fonstad was the uh, WHL Prospect of the Week, or no, no, just Player of the Week. He had uh, eight points in <laughs> the two all games. They're all prospects. <laughs> Caden Primo just won the... Oh, yeah, that's true. Just won yeah. the, uh, with his team, well, Caden Primo and, uh, and another Canadians prospect, uh, Harris, what the hell his name, Jordan Harris. Third rounder from last year, they won the Beanpot trophy, <laughs> and Primo was the uh, was the MVP of the... Back to back years that he's
0: MVP, that they, they win and he's MVP. That's right. And I think I saw yesterday that before they hadn't before last year yeah, they hadn't won in thirty years. Yeah, and time. then he comes back and back to he's, he's a hero there, basically. Definitely. Yeah. So At that he seems sad. like a, the ultimate steal. You you see late round steals for goalies more often than probably any other position, <laughs> uh, considering the amount of goalies that play and all that. But uh, so yeah, that could be a. Uh, I mean, Price obviously is still in the contract for many, many years, but, you know, yeah, usually a, uh, goalies don't blossom till their late 20s. That could turn into a, not late 20s, mid 20s or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see him maybe – maybe not next year, but maybe the year after. Well, he in, can uh, take all the time he needs. I mean, he and just, Maybe, you know, in four or five years he could give Price a run for his money. Yeah, that uh – uh, that's down the road but it's uh, it's. I mean it's always exciting
0: when you get a 7th round pick and you can be excited about him so. definitely oh, we're looking pretty good alright so uh, that pretty much covers it for uh, for this week we are looking to do another episode uh, On uh, was it on Monday we we're thinking maybe later in the week for the trade deadline so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep you put, posted uh, just follow us on Twitter at the Habs Forum Dustin's always there updating you when our next episode is going to be. Probably going to be another poll also to see we ask you some questions, what we should talk about. Uh, even if it's not on the poll, too, if you have a writing answer, if you have a specific player you want us to talk about, if there's a specific rumor you want us to talk about, whatever it may be, give us a shout. We'll gladly talk about it. We're always looking for things to talk about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as always, thank you for listening, and uh, talk to you next week.